We're just here to shoot the shit, dude. We're here to – I'm in my basement. Mike's in his pillow for it, maybe his bathtub every now and then. And we're going to drink some beer, and we're going to talk some sports, and we're going to try to be funny while we're here. I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Chris Paul was making fun of James' man boobs in practice. I'm here so I won't get fined. I'm here so I won't get fined. I don't even know where you're sitting at. But. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been so hard in my life. Welcome back to Slam Drunk, episode eight, lucky number eight. I'm Michael H. Westner. The H stands for holla back girl. That's very good, Mike. I am Drew Hernandez. That's my name. We're very excited to have you here. We're very excited to be here ourselves. I'm kind of lukewarm about being here myself, but some housekeeping stuff, some fantasy updates, some songs. Drew may or may not have a song for us, and I'm very excited to maybe or may not listen to it. Take the may or may nots out of your sentences. I have a song for both of you to listen to. This is a two for one. Two weeks ago, I beat August in fantasy. And last week, I beat Mike in fantasy. Quite frankly, lick my nuts. I beat you both in fantasy. Fuck you guys. I'm really excited for you guys to hear my song. To be frank, that this has... It's a very quick moving song. You may need lyrics for it. Do you guys want the? I have lyrics pulled up in my word document that I read while I sang. Do you guys? Do you guys want those? Hog dogs and the baby men. This is Powder Blue Balls number five. Everybody's on the field, so you better hide in a bathtub or in Florida. Your boys say you want some powder blue, but you really don't wanna take the L like you did last week. Mike says go deep, but can't find Tyreek. I got Galladay, OBJ, Herbert, and Ridley. And as I continue, you know we're getting silly. So what can you do? Oh, you're asking me, my boy? To me, fantasy is more than a sport. Anything can fly. It's all good. Let me spin around and signal the touchdown. A little bit of Galladay in my life. A little bit of OBJ by my side. A little bit of Herbert's all I need. A little bit of Ridley's all I see. A a little bit of Jacobs in the sun A little bit of Kelsey all night long A little bit of Eckler, here I am A lot of powder blue makes me your dad Makes me your dad <laughs> Daddy Wow, wow. That was wow. Really good I feel like I learned a lot I feel like I learned a lot about who was on your roster And I didn't know even when I lost to you So OBJ may have tore his ACL on Sunday and he may have put up 0.00 points against you, Mike, but I still beat you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, that was really hurtful. I don't really have a comeback. It was, it was just a really bad week. <laughs> Makes me your dad, Jesus. Similar to a lot of good politicians, I would say, such as Sochi Torres Small from New Mexico. I chose to run a positive song about myself rather than a song tearing you guys down. And everyone should vote before 
or on November 3rd. Probably not after. That probably won't work for you. Although, much like a politician, you told us before the ad to lick your balls. But I'm still, yeah, I still voted. And Did I, you lose? I enjoyed your song. Did you lose? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Then lick my balls. <laughs> my powder blue balls. Just a friendly reminder that you can like us on Instagram, and we now have a Facebook. So if you want a double dosage of all the bullshit that we usually give to you every week, just feel free to subscribe to those. It's like hitting a needle uh, when you most need one, is what I've been told from my doctor friends. Also, we have an untapped. Uh, if you're one of the one followers who follow us, you might say, but Mike, you didn't add any of your New England beers to the untapped. Well, fuck you. There were five of them, and I was really drunk, okay? This time, I'll add them. So follow us to see if I actually live up on that promise. It's slam underscore drunk underscore pod. Moving on, continuing in housekeeping. This is the Drew's House housekeeping update. And my update for you this week is that I now have electricity in my basement. Thank you, Doug Roberts, the licensed electrician. Uh, fuck, uh, you're a fucking homie. It costs about half as much as I thought it was going to be. And now I have electricity in my basement. So read it and weep. And that's been Drew's house housekeeping update. Back to you, Mike. I loved it. I frothed the mouth throughout all of it. My housekeeping update is that my Philadelphia 76ers have officially, well, not officially as early as this weekend, according to the report, will sign uh, Sam Hinkie's, former boss, Daryl Morey, as their executive of basketball operations, and I finally have a reason to live again. He's data-driven, usually responsible for the league's emphasis on three-point offense, and his Rockets team posts the second most total wins between 2007 and 2020. 2020. Yeah, that's the year we live. Anyway, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm probably going to get drunk in honor of Daryl Morey in this episode, and if you want to as well, uh, I'm just fucking do it i don't care yeah mike real fast i mean can you give me like no more than three sentences about who this guy is and why he's bringing optimism because as someone who doesn't follow the nba i don't know this guy i don't know why there's reason for optimism i don't know you know what is is he a coach is he general manager owner great provocative questions he was the general manager for the houston rockets over 13 seasons since 2007 he took over when Tracy McGrady and Yao Ming were their biggest players, quite literally, and also in terms of stardom. And he rebuilt around them when they got injured without ever having a tank, which is fucking incredible. I don't think he ever had a lottery pick, uh, like higher than 15 in the draft or something like that. But he's the first general manager to have ever been hired coming from a computer science slash analytical data perspective. So... Uh, his brand of basketball, which is saying no to the mid-range and only choosing really smart, high-percentage shots, such as the three-pointer that Harden shoots all the time, has been dubbed Mori Ball in reference to Moneyball from baseball. Og knows a lot about that. Which just and, came on Netflix this week. Oh, nice. Shout out Moneyball. Not a sponsor. So fuck yeah, go Sixers. Trust the process. I will eat my ass on live television if we win the championship next year. I consider myself a Sixers fan and a Phillies fan by association with August and Mike. You know, Sixers more so because I'm willing to watch basketball in August. I'm sorry that the, the Phillies have not yet made it into my Twitter bio. Anyways, moving on. August, what are the odds I can bring back some potato soup with me, with my beer on the way back? My name's but not Aug. I won't mix. My name's not Aug, but the chances are high. 
I want that. <laughs> Let the potato soup flow as high as your dreams. The potato soup will thus flow. <laughs> Go get your beer. In honor of the second most popular Bay Area, the Tampa Bay region, and its teams playing so well this year, with the Lightning winning the Flat Stanley Cup and the St. Petersburg Rays making it to the World Series, and also those those nifty Buccaneers and their non-handshaking, child-kissing quarterback, we thought we'd drink one of our own local, to August and me, sort of, favorite Tampa beers, Hialeah. Well, just remember, Mike, at one point, we all lived in the St. Petersburg, Tampa Bay area. Okay, so don't forget that. This Tampa Bay brewed IPA is a 7.5% and comes from the Cigar City Brewing Company. Hialeah, a game native to the Basque region of Spain, is played on a court called a fronton or a fronton. Fronton? Fronton, fronton. Like a futon. We're not sure. Highlight players attempt to catch a ball using a curved mitt while the ball travels at speeds up to 188 miles per hour. That's fucked. Tampa was once home to a bustling highlight fronton or fronton, but sadly, all that remains of highlight in the Tampa Bay area is the India Pale Ale, which we will be drinking today and getting very warm in the face from. Mike, what would you pair this with? I'm glad you asked, uh, Drew. If I were pairing this beer, I'd definitely pair it with some beef and panadas, deviled crabs, and other spicy dishes. Drew, what are your first impressions of Hialeah and the things that you may or may not pair with it other than a potato soup? Well, I am drinking a potato soup tonight. So I don't know if that was in reference to that or whatever you just said. But my first impressions are good as a drinking beer. This is an IPA. It is 7.5%. That is both a pro and a con. And Highlight, while it is delicious as a sipping beer, uh, my only negative first impression is that as a chugging beer, which is what we had to do, uh, uh, which is what we had to do right before this episode. We had to drink three of them very quickly. In that case, not as good of a beer. But I look forward to hopefully managing my time successfully and sipping on this beer throughout the podcast. If I have a negative review at the end, it's probably because I was slacking, doing too much reading on our Google Doc and had to drink it rather quickly. And it upset my stomach uh, with all of my delicious potato soup that I will eventually have in it, probably during a break on the show. Mike, what are your first impressions on this beer? My first impressions are that I'm not eating a potato leek soup. So that kind of ruins my impressions of the beer. But I love Hialeah. It's definitely in my, like, ring of honor for beers like if all my beers retired as athletes and i had to select like 15 for the first round of the hall of fame uh this would be in there fuck me up love a good highlight i love games where there's 188 miles per hour balls being thrown and also maybe the penalty of death for losers that's not a confirmed fact it just sounds like a kind of game that would like take someone's head off but i think my head will be taken off drew's might be resuscitated by some potato soup We'll be right back after this message when we finally get commercials added to our Spotify and make money on our podcast. Hi, I'm Gregory Allentown, and when I really need to pee in the middle of the night, but I can't pee, I use Jones uh, lacerated catheters and barbecue sauce to make sure that my trip to go is as going as a trip to go should go on. Sometimes I go to bed and I think, you know, I should probably pee before I go to bed. But I'm already in bed and I'm not going to get up to go pee. I'll deal with it at, you know, 3 a.m. 
when it comes up. But if you don't want to do that, roll with Joan's lacerated catheter and foot massage, and you won't have to get up at 3 And barbecue sauce. It lubricates the lacerated catheter. And it tastes good. We'll be right back. Joan's barbecue and catheter! Now, <clears throat> oh, I've got to sneeze. I've got to sneeze. I will have to pee after this segment. I don't think I'm ready yet, but after this segment, I'm going to have to pee. Uh, okay, my sneeze is gone. This is maybe our favorite, most profane segment. This is Let's Get Shitty. Let's open our fourth beer, Mike. Huh? Ah! Which teams are we going to shit on? Let's spin an imaginary wheel. Oh, would you fucking guess? It's all of the Tampa teams. Wow. Drew, why were all of the Tampa and St. Petersburg teams so fucking shit when we all lived there together? Yeah, before we hop into this, let's put, let's put an emphasis on this. The three of us and many of our friends all went to school together in St. Petersburg, Florida. All of the sports teams there didn't do a fucking thing, I'm pretty sure, while we were there, which is pretty upsetting. A Rays game, I've never been. A Bucks game, I've never been. A Lightning game, I, I've been to one hockey game in Denver, and I thought it was actually pretty fun, but I've never been to a Lightning game. I mean, maybe the most successful team while we were there were the Rowdies, but I, I mean, finally, they're a major league team. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mike, did you ever attend any, any sports events while we were there? Because I, I didn't, because the teams were garbage. There's no reason for me to go and watch the local team get the shit beat out of them unless it was by the San Diego slash Los Angeles Chargers. I, I did. I attended two Rays games, not including the graduation of our friends from the class of 2018. And that is a terrible, terrible stadium, a terrible team. Uh, on one occasion when I went to a Rays game, literally they, they knew attendance was going to be so bad that they just put a tarp over the entire upper section. And that just made me feel bad. The only good thing that that stadium has going for it is the fact that there's an entire tank of stingrays just hanging out and you can go visit them whenever you want. And they're fucking great. They're so cute. I love, I like the Rays. I have a soft spot for the Rays. The Phillies beat them in 08. Go Phils. That's the only reason I can root for the Rays and their Ray Tray. I've also been to a Buccaneers game, and that makes the Trop, the Rays stadium, look like the pearly white gates to fucking heaven. I thought that an indoor baseball stadium was the lowest I could go. Nope. August and I found out the hard way Raymond James Stadium is an absolute dumpster fire of concrete hell. It is just absolutely terrible. It's outdoors. There's no shade, which I understand can be a tactical advantage for Florida teams because they're playing in the Sunshine State and they want to just give the other team melanoma. But I can say thoroughly that you did not gain any advantage because it fucking sucked. Also, I got diagnosed with melanoma a year later. So conspiracy? Probably. Your stadium fucking sucks. Teams that may or may not be trying to give you skin cancer. Number one, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number two, we don't know. But number one is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We got so sunburned in our Eagles gear. And also, just a side note, the Buccaneers fans always like to talk shit about how terrible the Eagles fans are. I got flipped off so many times just for yelling, ah, Super Bowl 52. They did not like that, even though they also have a Super Bowl. So it made no sense for you to flip me off while I was doing weird bird signals at you. August got 
heat rashes. I'm pretty sure he got sun poisoning. He was a little grouchy after the game. No offense, August. But it was just a terrible time. I mean, I got skin cancer, so I'm not sure what I'm supposed to say there. But fuck your team. Fuck your stadium. It's a terrible concrete horseshoe, and I hate you for it. And fuck skin cancer. Mike, I think that you should sue the NFL and just just see what comes of it. I mean, even if it's just for fun. I, you know, yeah. I mean, I'd like to personally get a skin graft of Roger Goodell to put over my leg. Like his entire face. I think you would get more sick. <laughs> Worth it. Anyways. Also, soundbite. I'm just going to shit on Orlando for a minute. Why didn't Tampa get a basketball team? It is such a pain in the ass to go to a Magic game instead of a Tampa Bay, I don't know, Buccaneers game. It's crazy because Tampa's the 10th biggest media market in the country, not including the Toronto Raptors because they're a bunch of cucks and they shouldn't count and they're not from America. Yeah, communists. Uh, I'm going to digest, watch some sports highlights, pee, drink some water. All right, I'm going to roast up a weenie real quick. On to our next segment, Mike. What is it? Now it's time for a game that's a Florida favorite. It's called, Did Florida Man Really Do That? Sports Edition. Florida Man, if you didn't know, is a sensation in the state of Florida due to partially our super duper relaxed police record rules that just let news outlets get fucking hold of anything that they want to as soon as it goes on file in police departments. But it's become a meme because the amount of wacky shit that just the meth heads and the old people and the transients and the rednecks do in Florida is just, it's unbelievable. We're going to go over some Florida man headlines gathered and written by our producer, August, and then guess whether or not they're real or made up. Mike, I'll go ahead and start us off for our first Florida man question. Florida man caught posing as middle school student to play in youth football league. True or false? <sighs> youth foot. Yeah, true. It was true. I mean, I, I truthfully, these names, I don't know if they'll have to be too ridiculous or too modest for me to say false. The Florida man has done everything, whoever he is. Yeah, Drew, I agree. I mean, at the end of the day, Florida man is most famous for like throwing alligators through drive through windows and eating waffles in the middle of business intersections. So there's definitely a fine line between normal enough to be real, but also just ridiculous enough to have happened. Mike, go ahead and hit me with one. Florida man who bowled a perfect game and then robbed the bowling alley after is still at large. I'm going to say false just because I don't think someone that fits the criteria of a Florida man is capable of bowling the perfect game. Great deductive reasoning. That is false. Mike, here's my next one for you. Florida man arrested after punching his neighbor for calling soccer football. (sighs) I'm going to go true. That's fantastic. I hope it's true. It's true. I agree it's fantastic. I agree that I was hoping it was true. It is false. Sorry, Mike. Fuck! And also, good job, August, on, on creating. You have baited us. These are realistic. Florida man accused of kicking chicken like, quote, a football player would kick a field goal. That's true. I, it has to be true. <laughs> it's totally true. Two for two on the Drew train. Michael. Yes. Florida man swears. He was actually wrestling Randy Norton and didn't mean to kill the alligator. (laughs) Uh, True. Sorry, Mike. That one's false. Dude, it's, uh, I'm just going to say true to everything that has an alligator involved. There's so many alligators down here. It's ridiculous. 
again, kudos to August. You have successfully baited us into believing these headlines. Florida man faces charges after flashing the camera live during Heat Lakers finals. This is a tough one. I, I mean, generally, I think the average Florida man is not a big enough NBA fan that they are attending games or outside of the stadium while it's happening. So I'm going to say false. I, I don't think, I don't want to be classist, but I don't think Florida man has the financial means to be present as an, at an NBA game, especially in the finals. I don't know about any of the logic that preceded it, but yes, that is false. Three for three. Logic doesn't matter. Number four for Mike. Last year, a Miami Marlins minor league team hosted a Florida man night where each inning, someone on the team would break an obscure Florida law. All right. That, I know I've gotten the last two wrong for saying true, but that one is just a little bit too obscure and too baseball related for me to say false. I think it's true. Good for you, Mike. It is true. And the minor league team involved, they were called the jumbo shrimp. Good for them. Good for them. I agree. All right, Drew. Florida man tells cops that playing basketball naked enhances his skills. I really yeah, got to be careful here. The, the, the sentence doesn't make sense. You have to think about it. Just You told me to think about it. And the more I think about it, the more that I feel that it's true. It's 100% true. Great mental imaging. Great. Great. All right, Mike. The last one that I have for you is Florida man in custody after drinking 43 and a half beers at Jaguars game. um okay on one hand i think nfl beers like nfl stadium beers are too expensive to buy 43 but i also if i had to choose a fan base that would bring 43 beers in themselves it would be jacksonville uh so that's really throwing me for a loop if this is one of those questions where it was actually like 41 beers and it's false i'm gonna shit myself so i'm just gonna say true and hope that that's not the case hate to tell you mike it is false no and actually i'd like to uh i'm familiar with beer costs at a jaguars game or in an nfl game in general so i'd like to say i mean the the cheapest beer you're going to find in an nfl game is ten dollars that is that is the minimum the highest i've seen is 15 the most frequent i've encountered is 13 and i think jacksonville was in that 13 range so i'm going to say 43 and a half, but I guess actually he'd have to buy 44 in order to get to the half. 44 times 13, according to my iPhone calculator, would mean that this Florida man spent $572, no tax included, on beer at the Jacksonville Jaguars Stadium. Again, I I don't want to sound too classist, but I don't think Florida man has $600 to spend on beer at an NFL game, and I think they would cut him off. I think they would... I think people in Florida can recognize a Florida man when they see one. I was just thinking that if there was any stadium where I felt it was easy enough to smuggle in two coolers under your sweatshirt, it would be Jacksonville. But I definitely don't think people from Jacksonville have that spending money inside of a stadium. Anyway, here's your last one. Florida man changes legal name to Florida man after second national headline about streaking during a college football game. I've been four for four. I mean, going with the odds, I have to say false. I'm not going to take into account anything else. I, I have to say false. Oh, you are correct. Nice. <laughs> I know work. my Florida man. What can I say? Looks like Drew is our winner. He knows the Florida man most of all, probably because he's seen August in my voting records. 
unrelated. Applause. August, I want the, the applause from like Wii Sports, like that kind of stuff. Oh. Can you uh, explain to August the, the legend of the salsa dogs? Oh man, dude, we were so drunk in Drew's room. Ben fucking ran and startled all of us. There was a good bit of us. Maybe it was just Drew and I playing Madden and fucked up. I, I can't remember. I was fucked up. But Ben just kicked down the fucking door to the Delta apartment like some sort of fucking anime. It just said bang throughout the room. And we all looked over and he just looked at us drunk like a Neanderthal. He went salsa dog and then just ran over to the air fryer grabbed a fucking dog and tossed it in with a fucking jar of salsa next to it oh it was fucking foul but it's fucking delicious and it's just what my hammer brain needs every night okay it's time to meet a mascot and when we do that you just fucking know we're gonna have to open up beer number five so drew Lubricate that aluminum tab because it's time. Uh. Ah, ah, ah. Ah. Oh! Today we're going to be diving in and meeting the multiple mascots of the confused and struggling for attention Tampa Bay Rays. First up, we have Raymond. Raymond, who is clearly named after Raymond James, a Hall of Famer in the Tampa area, Banks, named after him all over Tampa, is a furry blue creature with a lot of what looks like to be facial hair and wears a large pair of sneakers and a backwards baseball cap, complete with a Tampa Bay Rays jersey. In early 1998, Rays scouts on a fishing trip in the Gulf of Mexico spotted a strange-looking animal. The creature, apparently drawn to the boat by the smell of hot dogs on the hibachi, uh, that's that felt bad to say. Climbed aboard and soon won the scouts over. I forgot what this guy's name was. Uh, <laughs> Raymond, uh, yeah, who is described officially as a sea dog, was born somewhere in the Gulf of Mexico. And on the Rays website, listed under Raymond's favorites, it reads that his favorite food is everything. His favorite TV show, I'd rather be reading. Favorite books. Harry Potter. Under Raymond's stats, it says position, upright, and locked. Mm. Throws, fun, around the ballpark. Catches, colds, not very COVID-19 friendly, Raymond. Bats, scare him. Additionally, not very COVID-19 friendly, Raymond. Where it gets weird is under the, the categories of things that he likes, right after Ray's baseball, Raymond's second like is belly dancing. Sus? I say so. Obviously, whoever was in charge of making this, this mascot didn't really think it through. And so they did what any team with a weird sea dog with an exotic dance fetish would do. They created a super freaky, freaky fresh mascot named DJ Kitty. Uh-oh, DJ Kitty was created in 2010. And under his stats, it says birthplace, Tropicana Field, found out back near the dumpsters. Throws down the hottest scratches out back near the dumpsters. Catches, 
the beat throws it right back to the dumpsters. Bats are great delicacies. Oh my God, this definitely confirms that the Tampa Bay Rays of St. Petersburg brought on COVID-19. We have reached out to Governor Ron DeSantis and he has refused to comment. However, Mayor of St. Petersburg, Rick Kreisman, stated... I put too, uh, too, much, too much effort into remembering who Kreisman was. I don't remember that. <laughs> Clearly... The hip, cool, relatable DJ mascot cat did not work. And so the Rays actually created a third mascot. So lastly, we have Stinger, the cow nose Stingray, who debuted in 2014. So the Tampa Bay Rays finally get a mascot that actually meets what the fuck their, their team is. His stats include position, designated greeter, throws, high fives, probably should be high elbows nowadays, catches up with fans at the Ray Tank on Sunday, bats can't swim, but they can give you deadly viruses. And his favorite movie is Dolphin Tail, with if you don't know, is a double on trade, uh, uh, where tail stands for story and tail stands for tail on the end of a dolphin. They also make no mention of Steve Irwin and how this stinky stingray motherfucker stinger, I mean, is at least related to the person that killed Steve Irwin. Take a stance, Tampa Bay Rays. Tell us, you know, is he sorry? Does he have any regret? Does he deserve justice in one of Florida's fine, fine courts? Maybe. All right, Mike, let's do this. Let's do this quick. Let's replace every single one of these mascots with a single dinosaur. All right, let's list their stats. The dinosaur is, let's say, a Spinosaurus. You know, probably amphibious, even though it's definitely a reptile. Could definitely swim. Spinosaurus. Legs? Phenomenal. Arms? Uh, Leaving a little to be desired, but still really good. Personality? Uh, could use a little bit of work, but has been seeing their therapist and is trying to work on the way they interact. Favorite movie? Jurassic Park 3 is a cop-out. They're actually huge Airbud fans. Favorite musical artist? Also, uh, Dinosaur Jr. is a huge cop-out fans. They're real suckers for early 2000s The Strokes. Least favorite beer? High Alive, because they, they don't want to be associated with Tampa and the shitty mascots that they have there. And that's all we have for me to mascot, folks. We have officially replaced three mascots for the Tampa Bay Rays with one singular dinosaur mascot, which we could do with any team. Challenge us, I dare you. Email us at slamdrugpod at gmail.com. The amount of times I just absolutely castrate myself on the floor. <laughs> like, you have a, a friend in me, man. I, I feel I'm it. I'm so glad. I'm, I was like, is this normal? Am I a bitch? <laughs> Thank God, dude. Thank God. And I think testicles can go to like 20 grand. Oh, fuck. I'm not going to say I'm at the 20 grand mark, but I think, I think I'd post 15 grand and not take any less. Are you, are you talking about selling your nuts? <laughs> you need kidneys, you need testicles, you need a liver. You come to us first, okay? We got the end. Called uh, Jones Lacerated Kidney Supply. <laughs> 
Next up, Mike, we have from our followers themselves, listener questions. And what we're going to do in this segment is we're going to do something that we don't do nearly enough. We're going to take questions directly from our listeners and answer them. And we will not dodge these questions and we will answer them explicitly. We are fantastic listeners. Although a lot of you could email us more or engage with our Instagram. And, you know, Abby, Trev, Landon, Mar, all of you have showed us that you're listening to the podcast. And yet, very few of you are submitting questions. Send them to us and we will answer them. I dare you. Mike, who's our first question from? Our first question is from Dr. Chad Ocho Quattro, a Jewish junior Olympic lacrosse player. And he asks... Rank your top five game day snacks. It's a good question. I just pulled highlight on my shorts. My number one is Drew's Hyalai soaked athletic shorts. And I know you're wearing athletic shorts. If you're not wearing athletic shorts, I will shotgun this Hyalai. Prepare to shotgun your Hyalai. No! Michael, uh, what did you say the H was for? Hollabackgirl? Uh, uh, Hollabackgirl, Wessner, because your boy... Is what? wearing Chubby's box no! by Vicky. Shotgun your fucking highlight. No! Open, All right. open your last highlight and shotgun it right now. No, no, no. Don't finish your half drink highlight. Shotgun. I don't even have a key. Right now. Calling me out of my fucking basketball shorts from Walmart. They're $7, okay? No one should not buy basketball shorts for $7. In my defense. I'm right. Everyone else is wrong. Like I don't that. disagree. I'm wearing pajamas right now but it's also snowing in Deming, New Mexico. So I did not expect you to be wearing formal shorts that you could go outside the house with. I'm fucking crazy, okay? <laughs> I don't have a key or anything, so fuck it. Here comes Figure a Figure it out. Uh, oh, I just got a facial. Oh. <clears throat> Finish your mic. Don't stop. I know you think that you can't keep going, but you can. Tilt it all the way up. Make yourself do it. Tilt it up. Tilt it. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Every last drop. Every last drop. Oh, that good felt good. Oh. Quick shout out to Drew's shorts. Ugh. What brand were they? Chubbies. Quick shout out to Chubbies. Uh, nothing says show off all of your thighs while also getting your friends blackout drunk on a Thursday like chubby shorts. We'll blackout your friends on a Thursday. I I used a pen to open that beer, which was a bad idea. That That's uh, one of the top things I would have used if I didn't have a key. All right, so I just got Groundhog Dayed doing another fucking shotgun two episodes in a row. There is still highlight dripping from my desk. I should probably fix that, Drew. What are your top five game day snacks? Top five game day snacks. Number one has to be beer. Alcohol more generally, but beer is number one. Number two, very closely followed, is chicken wings. You have to have chicken wings. Number three, I would say chips. Five is a lot for game day snacks. Usually I, I keep it pretty simple, but we have beer, wings, chips, what kind of chips? Really, those are my top three. What did you just say to me? Huh? What kind of chips? Give me a brand. Yeah, what kind of chips? Okay. I'm not going to rank them, but I would say the most likely chips are sour cream and onion, Doritos nacho cheese, barbecue. Nice. And Honey barbecue? Pretty Honey much barbecue. any kettle cooked. Uh, regular barbecue... But I would say honey barbecue comes in right after. I do not. Yeah. Like I oh, it. fuck yeah. And then kettle cooked chips uh, come in next. 
Uh, you nailed it on the head with all of them. I would, um, if there's a Bavarian pretzel available, I'm definitely going to go with a Bavarian pretzel. Sliders is a good one. Absolutely. I'm not sure if I would call that a snack, although if they're small enough. If I could do like nachos, like a Philly cheesesteak nacho or any kind of, of nacho with meat on it, that's absolutely going to be on there. Specifically towered. I used to be against the towered nacho train, but I just want to get messy during game day. If I have to watch Karsten Wentz get sacked eight times in a row, then I'm, I need my hands to be fucking dirty up to the wrists. That's non-negotiable. Niles B. Langstorm, formerly from Pisswater, Alabama, currently Devil's Ass, Florida. Oh, he's local. Is wondering, quote, do you guys have any facial hair growing tips? I read online that Drew's beard is using performance-enhancing drugs. Is that true? Truthfully, I cannot answer whether, like, directly whether or not that's true or false. I will say I have never intentionally taken something that I knew was going to benefit my facial hair growth. I will say one time, um, not in a suicide attempt, I drink bleach. And uh, I don't know if that benefited my facial hair or not, but I know a lot of people haven't done it. And I know a lot of people haven't had facial hair at, you know, such early stages of their adolescence as I did. So correlation, I don't know, but maybe. I also did not drink bleach uh, recently, so it is not COVID-19 related. I found that uh, beards are much like plants in that you can propagate them. So if somebody borrows my beard hair and then staples it onto themselves, it usually helps stimulate the growth within their own follicles. My mustache is a little more different. The mustache enjoys sea salt, long walks on the beach, a lot of Tom Petty music, and then a nice uh, cocktail during the winter hours. So I hope that's helpful. Speaking of long walks on the beach and Tom Petty, I take a lot of baths with bath bombs. And again, I don't know, you know, what makes my beard grow like this, but not a lot of people I know do that. So, you know, correlation, maybe. Causation, yes. Hotel, Trivago. <laughs> Next up, our third question is from Trevor Road. How do you feel about AI refs? Is it the future? Uh, I don't know if it's the future. It probably is. I don't believe in AI refs. I think AI refs serve one purpose, and that's to confirm human refs. If you want to give me your shitty opinion, just do it as a person. I don't need iRobot or Siri telling me what you already just told me. I don't think there's any reason to do it because there's enough conservatives in National Football League type uh, sports associations that are so interested in everyone having a job that if they saw, I mean, people get so upset about self-checkout lines because AI is stealing their jobs. It, imagine that with like 16 referees that get paid thousands of dollars. I don't see that happening in a way that doesn't keep those jobs, which just means that it's just going to keep confirming terrible decisions. So I don't think it's going to happen in a way that we like, so I'd prefer it not to happen. How often would you say, you know, when you go out grocery shopping, do you use the self-checkout? Anytime that I don't have to buy tobacco, I use the self-checkout line. Even if it's alcohol and somebody has to confirm the fact that I'm of age to buy alcohol, which I am, or I wouldn't have co-founded a fucking drinking podcast, okay? Fuck off. Once again, speaking of which, how often do you buy tobacco? 
I, I mean, speaking of which, I feel like you caught me off guard there. Uh, not often, and it's always cigars, okay? August 18th, 2017, that's my cigarette quit date. I celebrate it like it's uh, Hanukkah. Help me out here, August. Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Just to add, you know, a little bit of my own twang, I guess. I would say I use self-checkout nine out of ten times. August says, quote, I never use self-checkout. August, I understand it's taking people's jobs, but it is easier for me. And it's limiting my interaction with other people. Power to the people, Drew. That's all I can say. You heard it here. First, folks, power to the AI robots. Yo-Yo Jababi, an ageless alien, wants to know, quote, you guys talk about balls a lot. Where does this infatuation come from? Well, that's a great question. Drew, do you want to tackle this first? My infatuation with balls come from, number one, why are they ticklish? Number two, I have a really funny name named Powder Blue Balls in all of my fantasy leagues. I exclusively use the name Powder Blue Balls in my fantasy leagues. So that's where my specific infatuation comes from in reference to the word balls. Mike, what about you? Why are you so infatuated with balls? I just think that spheres are the most fascinating shape like cubes, we make our rooms out of them, pyramids, Giza speaks for itself. Spheres, it leaves a lot to be desired, but at the same time, I'm fascinated with them. And quite frankly, I think that self-exams for balls, for cancer, testicular cancer, very important, very underrated. So go ahead and fill yourself up. Okay, so Google News, through my own Googling and also thumbs-upping and thumbs-downing Google, has given me a weekly update on paleontology, and I have sifted it through the best news to tell you the best news for this week. This week, paleontologists just discovered the first dinosaur butthole. It came from a fucking goddamn Psittacus. There's a silent P. Just fuck off. Psittacosaurus? And it's just like a motherfucking crocodile butthole, okay? They mated through the butthole. It was quoted from Slate.com as being a playground next to a sewage system. So the dick literally came through the butthole of the Psittacosaurus. So do with that what you will when you imagine any dinosaur from Brachiosaurus, Tyrannosaurus Rex. This has been Mike's Paleontology News. I hope it's gotten you titillated as much as I have. Psittacosaurus, more like sick as fuckosaurus news. Am I right? Yeah, dude. I was going to say shit a fucksaurus, but. Shit ass fuckosaurus. Shit ass fuckosaurus. Yeah. Fuck. It's the anal dinosaur. Anyway, all dinosaurs are anal. We're going to finish our beers. Hey, boys. Have you ever wanted to shave your legs, but have been too self conscious? Yeah. About it? Well, introducing our new product, Boys Shave Their Legs. Okay. We have a, 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 safe, razor, uh, a safe razor designed for prepubescent boys who are experimenting whether or not specifically they want to shave their legs. Try that one again. 
<laughs> Mike, have you ever needed to make potato soup, but you don't want to peel your potatoes? Yeah, and I'm also trying to shave my legs. Introducing the Potato and Leg Shaver Slash Peeler 2020 contraption. But Drew, what if I need a blade sharp enough to also cut down tr uh, trees because I live in the wilderness? Right. If you live in the wilderness and you need to skin your potatoes, shave your legs, and skin a tree until it falls over in one preferable direction, not on top of your house, then this product is for you. This is the Mike and Drew Beer Review, where I ate no breakfast today, only a turkey and American Lunchable sandwich, which did not fill me up and prepare me for this episode whatsoever, and a bowl of potato soup that I made with my own bare hands and the usefulness of a crock pot. And it was delicious. You heard about it earlier. Mike, what did you eat today? And what do you think about this beer in the Mike and Drew Beer Review? I had some Honey Nut Cheerios, not a sponsor. I had some Hadfield Hot Dogs, not a sponsor. I had some pasta from Pinterest, not a sponsor. I had some Flavor Blast Goldfish, not a sponsor. None of them could have prepared me for the ABV that was packed, absolutely fucking packed, inside of a highlight uh, of which I've had six, and I feel sorry for none because I drank them harder than I've ever done anything in my life. Tampa's finest. Cigar City, proudly not brewed in Ebor since 2000-something. Drew, how absolutely shit-faced has this beer gotten you? I'm pretty drunk. I've got a mouthful of goldfish, a stomach full of 7.5% beer, and I only ate a Lunchable for lunch. So I'm pretty drunk. I'm snacking, which means I'm more drunk. And... Yeah, I mean, I would say I'm more drunk than on, like, the average episode, maybe. Completely agreed. I've had this beer before, but, oh, August wants to text us. Oh, this is a podcast. He needs to hear our voices. Um, nom, 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 nom. Stop eating. Nom, nom. Nom, nom, nom. Pepperidge Farm, not a sponsor. Flavor Blast Goldfish, good without a sponsorship. Fuck. Nothing but fair. I'll eat my goldfish at the end of the episode. I will not eat a single goldfish until at least the credits. Drew, thank you for not asking. Have I had this beer before? Yes, it's quite good. I enjoy it on tap, cans, pretty good. It's good with spicy food, just as advertised. It gets you fucked up, just as advertised. If you drink a, uh, six of them on a weeknight, you're definitely gonna feel it in the morning. Rest in peace, my career. Drew, have you ever felt better about drinking a beer on a weeknight during a podcast? Excluding Bud Light, because that's fucking sewer water. It's a very specific question. Let's go more broad. I like this beer. I like how drunk it's gotten me, five and a half through. I like how it tastes. I don't like how it tastes when you have to drink it very quickly. Those are my four main areas of expertise. Drinking quickly is the bugaboo out of the four. Overall, I have to give this beer a seven and a half out of 10 because I've given four categories. It's gotten three out of four with an A plus, 75%, seven and a half on the rating. Do the math.
I did fucking good on my beer review, okay? Mike, what did you do on your beer review? Tell me what you think about this beer objectively and explicitly. Give me the numbers. Give me the fucking numbers or all of it is just uh-huh. rhetoric. Oh, I'm feeling really attacked. I felt like my beer review is pretty good. I mean, I like this beer, okay? What do you, what do you want me to say? I'm upset. I'm upset that this beer got me so drunk, but at the same time, I'm really happy that the beer got me this drunk. So I feel, I feel pretty good about Hialeah. Hialeah White Oak on the tap from the brewery. That might be a little pretentious to say. I think Noah P. Langstrom would have a problem with that, but I enjoy it. So fuck him. Fuck you, Noah slash Niles. From the beginning of the episode to now, I mean, I always feel better before an episode than I do at the end. I also gave Drew a pretty hardcore shotgun bet that I lost, so I could feel a lot better about the spear at the end. But I mean, hey, I enjoyed it. I spilled a lot of it on the floor. I'd just like to clarify that pretty much any beer can be shotgunned. Last week we saw an oat beer be shotgunned, and for me that was the highest rated beer out of the entire episode. If you haven't gone back, listen to our New England Variety Pack episode seven from our first season of the Slam Drunk Pod. And I didn't, I didn't shotgun the IPA tonight because I didn't lose a bet. I didn't, you know, absolutely fucking whiff on a question. So if I did, then maybe I would have shotgunned. And, you know, I probably would have taken it like a fucking champ in my basement and out of bathtub. Um, other than that, I mean, Mike, I think you're fine. I think you should uh, maybe grow up a little bit, put a Band-Aid on it. That was less of a rating of the beer than it was me. And it feels a little offensive considering I shoved a pen in an aluminum can of an IPA and drank that shit and did not complain. However, fair points. Last question, Drew, if this high ally from Tampa were a team, what would it be for you and why? Wow. Um, Shit. Usually I think of this question beforehand. I would say this beer, the High Lie India Pale Ale, has been the LA Dodgers for me because this beer has been present in my life, you know, throughout college and throughout some would say my Twitter existence. I follow a lot of Chargers fans. A lot of them are Char- a lot of them are Dodgers fans. A lot of them are Padres fans. Or I would say generally, this beer is better than the Padres. So that's really the only reason I'm giving it to the Dodgers fans that I follow on Twitter. Mike, if this beer were a team for you, what would you say? Hold on, I'm finishing some goldfish. The snack that smiles back. Children. Um, So the highlight for me, I am going to go with the Miami Heat. As much as that hurts me to go with them because I fucking hate the Heat. And it's hard not to hate the Heat unless you're from Miami. But a lot of people in Tampa who are basketball fans root for the Miami Heat. Why? Because they're from the southern uh, dick of Florida and they don't have a basketball team in Tampa. So they have to root for the team that's better than the Orlando Magic. And that's honestly, that's completely fair. If I hadn't, if I didn't have a team in my geographical area, I would root for them too. And much like the Hialeah, the Miami Heat are consistent winners and they have a good culture. Hialeah consistently puts me on my fucking ass, whether I want it to or not. And the Miami Heat continue to serve the Sixers on a fucking platter, whether I want them to or not. And that fucking hurts. But Hialeah hurts me as well. So 
fuck you, Miami Heat. God bless Highlight and Cigar City. Yeah, fucks. But I won't tell you which God will bless you. Could be the God of our possibly new cult, our religious following. But more on that later. Oh, this has been the Mike and Beer Drew Review. August, what are your top five game day snacks? We're moving on. Good try, though. Thank you very much for getting me. We can talk about snacks all day. I know, I know us. We can uh, hold talk on, about hold on. Uh, Mike, what, what are some Jewish snacks we can think of off the top of our head? Communion. Uh, rice cakes. Uh, candles. Baklava. Gefilte uh, fish. Come on, guys. Turkish delight. Baklava Jewish? Turkish. <laughs> Um... <laughs> Smoked salmon on a bagel. In some corners of the internet, people are saying that's that's just some corners of the internet. <laughs> thank you, thank you for listening to us get drunk live on air with this seven and a half percent high line. I'm your host, Andrew Hernandez the fourth. Sorry, I was giving a goldfish to the dog. I'm Michael Hollaback Girl Westner. August Dichter reads us the Miranda rights before bed and also produces our show. Tyler Salami Eglund photoshopped the shit out of something this week. William J. Powell is our European sports correspondent. Noah Landstrom and or Niles B. Langstorm is our animal mascot hunting expert. As always, our intro song samples Dreams by DJ Quads. Check Chill Out Records on YouTube and chilloutmedia.com for more. Email us at slamdrunkpod at gmail.com. That is S-L-A-M-D-R-U-N-K-P-O-D at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. If you are under the age of 21, again, that is U-N-D-E-R space T-H-E space A-G-E space O-F space T-2-1. Do not drink, even if you're listening to this podcast, as much as we'd like to have you as fans when you turn of age. And we do continue to exist in the era of a pandemic. Please wear a mask. I think we're doing a good job tonight. We've done an excellent job tonight.